Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, baby, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Real America's Voice, Vice Presidential Debate, T-minus 59 minutes away. Paul's here, Paul Nolan's here, Rick Delgado's here, Rick Emirati's here, and look who else is here. We were able to call in the big guns tonight. Tudor <laughs> Dixon from America's Voice Live is joining us. Hi, Tudor. Hello. We are happy to have you. Tudor's going to spend about the first half hour with us. And uh, we have no plan tonight. <laughs> Not like that's different from any other night. But, um, well, we're just going to talk about the, uh, the vice presidential debate. Because to be serious, this is probably one that matters more than most vice presidential debates. Because it's a president versus a vice president. <laughs> it's, it's the Harris-Biden administration <laughs> with Harris at the yeah. top of the ticket. And let's face it, most of us who have an IQ higher than... 50, which is everybody on this show but me, uh, looks at Joe Biden and thinks he could, he may not make it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he just doesn't, he doesn't look like someone who's ready to serve four years in the highest office, um, Damon, in the most stressful job in, in the world. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to say he doesn't look good. He looks peaked. Yes, he looks peaked is one way to say it. Yeah, so he, he doesn't inspire confidence. No, he does not. So you have, um, well, let's just start by going around. We're not on the network tonight. So we're on uh, Facebook at LFS6B, America's Voice. That means Real we all say F words and, right, we can curse as all we Yeah, like. we can, but let, uh, we could, but we're going to try to keep it up okay. to the. Uh, we will not do that. Yeah. I we're can still on, mute you. I'm sorry? I said I can still mute him. Yeah, you could. Uh, Real America's Voice Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, all the social media. So let's just go around because I've kind of laid the table <clears throat> sloppily, but I've laid the table. Let's see. Um, what, do you, what do we all expect tonight? Because I'll start. Here's what's going to happen, I think. Um, there's been all this nonsense over the um, setting up the uh, plastic or whatever they're setting up there to separate the candidates and the Biden campaign is making a big deal of it. And I'll tell you why they've made a big deal of it. Because she's going to walk out tonight. Remember, by the way, remember her moments with Joe Biden in the primary. What did she do when she turned? I was, the, there was a, you a post busted button. She set that whole thing up for that one line. I was that girl. So she's going to have those ready. She's going to walk out there and she's going to turn to him and say, 200,000, 210,000 dead. Not only that, you couldn't even keep your boss safe. So... And Mike Pence better better be ready because this is where she's going to focus. And his response cannot be to come out and say, well, well, PPE and uh, we got lots of ventilators and we sent them to New York. He's going to need to walk the line of being extremely aggressive with her in defending their positions, defending what they did, telling him that Joe Biden has no plan, 
had no plan. Everything he said about doing, we had already done. He better be ready to be very aggressive um, with her because that's going to be her line of attack. So that's the first thing I'm expecting. Uh, Paul Nolan, I'll come. Well, Tudor Dixon, our, yeah, our very Tudor special guest. Yeah. Let me come Another to you guest. first. What do you expect? Um, what are you going to be looking for here as this thing kicks off? Well, I, I think Kamala Harris will be extremely prepared because she has Clinton's people. She has Obama's people. All of these people who put Joe Biden in the place that he's in have him there because they did very, very bad things. So they need her to do well. She's had a lot of people prepping her tonight to make sure she does well. But if you look back at the presidential debate, what did Joe Biden actually do other than say, you're bad, you're bad, you didn't handle COVID correctly. So of course, I expect her to hit on COVID hard. We've already seen all of his surrogates out there saying, well, this was the perfect example. The president got it because this is an administration that's completely irresponsible. Now, I even heard people on other networks saying to these people, you're taking an awful risk saying this because what if one of you get it? Well, we won't. We're completely prepared. So that will be the messaging we hear from her. But I have full confidence in Mike Pence He's a totally different debater than than President Trump, obviously. He will be super prepared, but, but the COVID stuff, well, it'll be second nature to him. It's not like Joe Biden where he's going to have to come up with numbers. Are they hundreds, thousands, millions? What does it mean when there's a comma here? How many is that? That's not how <laughs> it's going to be with Mike Pence. This is all, he's lived this. This is all he has lived for the last seven, eight months alongside all of us. So when he comes out there and, and somebody hits him on, on the COVID situation, he's going to be super ready and he will just smash her in the most polite and gentle Christian way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. All right, well, guys, I hope, wait, word to everybody, pick your game up. She's good. Yeah. Everyone um, snap out of it. <laughs> I hope that's the case because I, I think that she's going to make a point of saying, um, you guys basically are flippant with the masks and flippant with the preparation. You didn't take it seriously, and your boss couldn't even – you couldn't even keep the most protected man in the world from getting it. How are we supposed to take any of you seriously? So I think that's where she's going to go. But let's hope what you're saying is right, that he's ready, and he doesn't just come back by saying, well, you know, we got ventilators and we got PPE, because that to me is not going to be enough. But uh, Rick Delgado, what is your hopes for this? Uh, what do you expect to see? Uh, let's see. I, I expect her to come out nasty and aggressive early. And uh, like Tudor said, probably to get smacked back pretty, pretty eloquently by the vice president. Because, again, this guy, he's lived this since, what, March? He's been he's been in it. He's been leading it. He's been coordinating with people around the country, different corporations, different uh, different uh, different segments of the society, just working them all together. And he's actually going to probably have way more at his disposal in terms of numbers and actual facts to smash her over the head with that that she'll just be waving. And and I feel like because of the length of this thing, ninety minutes, she's going to be she's going to be uh, treading water. Pretty early, probably after the first 30 minutes, she's going to find herself treading water because she's going to be like, oh, I burned through all my good stuff. Well, um, you know, the thing is, how much of this is going to rely on the moderator? Because we talked about this going into the presidential debate. And we've seen Kamala Harris when she's been asked 
I can remember back to the Jesse Smollett question. She got caught off guard and she <laughs> one of those deals. Yeah, humana humana. Um, so we've seen seen her get uncomfortable and start to look like uh, not too well prepared. Now whether that can happen tonight. May you go back to what we talked about Trump doing. And, of course, he did it, but then never let Biden actually have a chance to kind of hang himself and, and talk because he kept talking over him. Does Mike Pence have to turn to her and say, why don't you defend this? Why don't you talk about why you were for Medicaid for all? Now you're not for it. Why don't you defend some of the things you did as a prosecutor? Why don't you defend some of the positions you've taken that all of a sudden now you haven't taken? Um, how much do you think, uh, do you think the, president, the vice president is going to have to do with that tonight? He's going to have to do a lot of it because the moderator won't do it. Um, the other thing I'm certain of is she has been prepped and prepared exactly like Tudor had said by the, the handlers, the masters, the puppet masters. And you know she's been hidden for a long time as well. We haven't seen her anywhere. I just think they have been preparing for this like it's the uh, Super Bowl for them. And I believe that uh, you know, she's going to have all the talking points lined up. They have everything orchestrated. She will be rehearsed. And I think Pence is going to be doing it kind of like uh, Trump but a little more prep work, and I think he'll be able to handle it. I hope more than anything he comes back with real COVID numbers in terms of how many uh, – if we remove all the elderly people who were rammed into nursing homes, that brings the number down, right? And if we take all the people with comorbidities out, that brings the number down. And if we take away um, the people who didn't get the flu this year and died, maybe – you know, I wish he would go after the numbers, but he can't because the media will crucify him, but – you know, he, they're, they're at a loss no matter what. they got to play it so safe because you know the liberal media will do everything they have power to. You know, deconstruct everything they say and, and just set a narrative that makes them all look bad no matter what. Uh, Rick Emirati, you know, uh, hold on to one second, Tudor. Rick Emirati, quickly, your thoughts on uh, what do you expect tonight or what are you going to be looking for? Okay, well, Big D, first and foremost, I expect Kamala to come out in a designer hazmat suit with that wicked witch cackle <laughs> and go right over the head of the vice president and try to debate our president. But like Tudor said, very true, he's a much different debater than the president, and I think he'll do a fantastic job of reeling her in, and uh, you know, he sticks to the facts. I love him because he's very even-keeled, and I believe he's going to shine and straighten her out and put her right in her place. All right, well, we'll see. Uh, Tudor, what were you going to say? You know, I really want him to point out the fact that they don't have a plan. I want him to say, okay, what would you have done differently in COVID? Because no one has said that. No one has asked them that question, but no one's had the chance because as we've said, she hasn't been out. So first of all, I want him to ask her, tell us what your plan would have been your genius plan. Even though you weren't going to shut down travel, you were talking about the fact that anything that was done against China, the country, was somehow a racist, xenophobic attack, whereas we were trying to keep the American people safe. But at the, at the same time, I think it's very key that we have to remember that this president was able to take medication. He was able to get this antibody mm -hmm. cocktail. He was one of the first 275 people to get this antibody cocktail. This is how quickly our pharmaceutical companies have been able to gear up. And you couldn't have gotten the, the private sector to move faster. There was nobody that was going to have the private sector move faster than this. So they actually have the perfect case here. They can say, well, we have all these experimental treatments. We're so confident in them that we gave them to the most powerful man in the world. And three days later, he's 
fine. So we can take this, once we can mar take this out and, and market this in a bigger way, we can take this out to the entire population of the country. This is how hard we've been working with scientists. And this is how this president works to reach out to the private sector, something that you and government never did in your lifetime. Certainly your boss never did in his lifetime. No relationship with the private sector at all. This president has been able to bring government and private sector together in a way no other government has ever been able to do. And that's why you could never have done what we've done with COVID-19. And besides every mm -hmm. single word you just said, which is right on the Bingo. money. I want to change my answer to her answer, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, um, let's look back at what, uh, you know, it's not like Joe has no history. We saw what happened with I'll call it H1N1. He calls it N1H1. But we saw what happened when they handled that. We heard tomato, Ron Klain. Ron Klain was his own damn chief of staff for crying out loud. What did he say? It was, a, it was pure damn luck that we didn't kill everybody because we had a bunch of really great people trying to do the best they could, and they made every mistake at every turn. So there is some history of here. The Obama administration stopped the damn testing for H1N1 at some point because they couldn't, it was so out of control. And so Ron Klain was Joe Biden's chief of staff at the time. So again, all of these things are at the vice president's um, disposal if he wants to uh, bring them out. And then everything Tudor said, because they have no plan is right. They had no plan. Every time Joe said, um, I would use the Defense Production Act, we, the president had already done it. Every time he said <laughs> something, president had already done it. They campaigned longer into March than the Trump campaign did. So That's because he heard it on the news and he went, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. I should say that. And they were like, no, you heard that from the president. <laughs> yes, yes, Joe, that was the president who actually said it. Do you know what he looks like anymore? Uh, yeah, so there's plenty of things the vice president can say um, as far as the coronavirus, because that will be her, I believe that will be her main line of attack and we'll see. So. Um, all right, live from Studio 6B, just getting started here. Tudor Dixon's been nice enough to join us for the first half hour. Paul's here, Rick's here, Rick's here, Geo Fran holding it down. We'll talk about the moderator here. We'll do our social media break. We'll check on what's going with the social media audience. And then we'll, uh, let's talk about the moderator here, Susan Page from USA Today, and what we expect from her. We'll do that. <laughs> when we get back here, live from Studio 6B on Debate Night. Vice presidential style. Glad you're in. Lots more to do on Real America's Voice. seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast, Chicago. Real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. All right, live from Studio 6B on Vice Presidential Debate Night. Real America's Voice, glad you're in. Uh, Paul's here, Rick Rick's here, Geo Fran holding it down. Tudor Dixon from America's Voice Live each and every day, 1 to 3 o'clock, right here on Real America's Voice. has been nice enough to join us. And uh, Tudor, I'll tell you that I just saw on uh, Ruth Ferguson on the live chat says, Tudor, it's great, it's fun and great to have you here so you can keep the guys in line, so... 
<laughs> oh, that seems like a big job. Very you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Impossible would be the right word. All right, so let's talk about Susan Page. She's the, um, I believe that's her name. She's the moderator tonight from USA Today. Uh, she's another left-wing, um, you know, journalist, whatever. But that's Activist. fine. Activist. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe not as bad as Chris Wallace. And we always have to go into these holding out hope, right? That at least they're... Um, Attempt to be fair, or at least follow up and ask some questions. So I guess yeah. Paul, of course, holds out no hope. Get ready to be disappointed again, big fella. <laughs> All right, Tudor, I'll come to you first. Um, Susan Page, USA Today. Uh, what do you? What would you like to see, and what do you expect to see? You know, don't you feel? Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I think it's so hard to be mean to Mike Pence. You know, you can't. He's like that good child you can't yell at the kid in class that when they do something bad, you're like, how could that possibly be? It was Mike Pence. Yeah. So I, I just, I think it's going to be really hard for a moderator to not be fair to him. He's that that angel face. I'm sure there are liberals that are just melting hearing me say that he has an angel face an angel face he works for the devil but <laughs> i think that it's really hard to be mean to mike pence so i'm hoping for the best yeah well it would be nice to see um <laughs> you know the one thing we said about the president last tuesday well the first debate whenever it was that we kind of thought he had left some opportunity on the table is even though Chris Wallace was obviously there to to hold Joe Biden's water and and be a second debater to the president, there were times where the president kind of talked over the moderator and said to Joe, no, why did he get that? Why, why did he get three and a half million dollars? Or name one law enforcement group that, that uh, has endorsed you. And then he yeah. just, as I kept saying, he didn't give the conversation a second to breathe to let Joe actually talk. He just kind of kept going or then Chris Wallace would jump in. But um, I don't know if Mike Pence, Rick, what do you think? Will Mike Pence have opportunities like that? Certainly we know if he presents a question directly to her, Kamala, he will let her talk. Yeah. Well, you know what? He, he's he got a distinct advantage. And aside from, of course, the last uh, almost four years as vice president. And when you saw him do these uh, these press conferences with the covid, he would stand up there for 20, 30 minutes at a pop and just bang things out. So I think he, he's got a good um, grasp of what he's going to be talking about. He probably has a good grasp of just about anything they might try and throw at him. But also he's got the radio background. He was he was what a, a conservative talk show host for five years. Yeah. He's got that background. He knows how to kind of work things, and and who knows? Maybe he, he knows he's he's got some uh, tricks up his sleeve to kind of in, entice her to you know reveal her stupid, which yeah. is which is in abundance. So we'll see. Um. So, what'd you say, G? Okay. Um. We don't know exactly what the topics are. Because Susan Page hasn't said. She said she's going to do about nine segments, 10 minutes each. Uh, Tudor, do you have what, – what, obviously coronavirus is certainly going to be one. What else would you like to see come up tonight? Because obviously there was things in the presidential debate that we didn't see, um, like China, anything about uh, foreign policy. The president didn't get to talk about the deals he's making. Um, what, what else would you like to see covered tonight? Well, I really wish that someone would address the Hunter Biden situation, because I think that as a running mate, she has to be prepared to answer the questions about Hunter Biden. But there's so much coming out now about this man who's running for the 
position of president. And she's clearly backing him. This is a woman who was very harsh to him in the debates for the Democrat seat, now the Democrat nomination. Now she's there. But I also want them to hit on her record with black Americans. I think that's really important right now because she's the woman of color. She is the per, the representative of the black people. And she, you know, here's the woman who comes out and, and she says that. Tupac is the best rapper still alive. You know, this is a woman who who doesn't know the the culture that she pretends to be a part of, but she also had very very severe policies and very severe judgments that hurt the black community in a in a severe way. This is the perfect example of Democrats doing things that they say they would never do that they they claim to it, you hear so many black people say they they come and shake your hand and then they turn their back on you and they just completely screw the community. She's the perfect example of that. Hit hard on that. Hit hard on that. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. She was a brutal, a brutal uh, uh, animal. In, you know, in, in her DA, when she would go after, like she was putting people away for the minor, minor crimes. She never stood up for the, you know those children who were hurting the Catholic. You know, priest, uh, the right. archdiocese there. I mean, they got to go after that as well. They got to really just go after her, you know, picking and choosing the players that were either donating for her and she, you know, rolled over for or or like the, the, the victims that she really hammered away, you know, for the military complex. I mean, the uh, prison industrial complex. I'd like to see him go after that as well. Yeah. Um, Rick uh, Delgado, uh, Susan Page tonight. Do you expect her to bring up any of the unfolding um Things we've seen this week with the declassification, given that Joe Biden obviously being the top of the ticket, we think, um, is smack dab <laughs> in the middle of it. I don't think so. I think she's going to veer away from that stuff. I think she's got she's got her own agenda. What she wants to do, she wants to help uh, you know Biden and Harris along, kind of carry their water, lead them to lead them you know to the safe part of the pool so nobody gets hurt. And uh, I think that's the way she's going to play it. I don't see this being, and again, I think Mike Pence is smart enough and skilled enough to kind of get around her her nonsense, and we'll probably end up scoring some bigger points than we expect. When she bring, if she if she talks about healthcare, do you do you think Susan Page uh, Tudor will actually ask Kamala questions like, you know, why were you for it in the primary? Why were you for it then, not for it now? Why have you flip flopped? People have said that there should be four debates, Trump, Biden, three of them, and the last one, Biden, Biden. Do you think she'll say you guys have been on both sides of everything here? I think you have to point that out. I think you also have to point out the fact that you have Bernie Sanders campaigning for you and you had Bernie Sanders help write your plan for government. And yet you're you're telling the American people that you're not for this progressive agenda and that you're not for the AOC agenda. But like you look at what's happening with Democrats today. Look at what just broke with Project Veritas. You have Mark Kelly out there in Arizona who is telling his telling his potential voters Hey, 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 I don't want gun control. I I don't like guns, but I'm not going to change anything. Now, we've caught him saying, I'm not going to change anything, but that's really genuinely his plan. We should be leery of all Democrats right now because they plan to take away your rights. That is his plan. But if you look at these interviews that Just the News has done with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she very clearly says, Oh, yes. As soon as we get Joe Biden in, we will push him far left. We already have a plan. 
So they have to answer to that. If you're not going to do that, why do you have these folks who literally sat down and wrote your plan with you saying, oh, no, that is the plan? Maybe you should all get on the same page. Yeah, absolutely right. Especially when it comes to Supreme Court packing, too. None of them have had to answer that. They keep getting left off, uh, let off the hook. Um, what justices they would put in if they, you know, who's on their list. Yeah, the filibuster, getting rid of the filibuster. Is that something she supports? Uh, she should also be asked about defunding the police. Does she think that there should be a psychologist in every car going out to every call that a police makes? They, all of this stuff should be um, confronted, and we'll see if it does. All right, let's take another break here, and we'll get ready. Uh, social media break coming up. We'll have a couple minutes left here with Tudor before she has to go. Live from Studio 6B, glad you're in. If you're watching on Facebook, that sound issue should be fixed, hopefully. You've seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast, Chicago. Real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, Vice Presidential Debate Night. Glad you're in Um, on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Make sure you're sharing the show. Like, comment, do your thing, as Paul likes you to do. Like. (laughs) Heart. Hit the heart. Like, share, comment. Just smash Um, them away. We're not doing our, you know, our regular show here tonight. So we're waiting for the debate, but uh, Rick Amorati usually does sports now. Anything going on in sports tonight, Rick? Yeah, we have the American League Division Series going on between the Yankees and the Rays. The Rays had three runs in the uh, bottom of the fourth, and right now they're up 4-1. to one. The series is tied one game apiece. So Yankees, uh, New York Yankees in a tough game tonight, so we'll see if they can come back. Okay. The, um, the word on the street, by the way, Bill O'Brien getting fired from the Houston Texans. Um, yeah. The word is that J.J. Watt and him, woo, got into it big time. Oh, yeah? A heated exchange, they said. Well, it's about time. I mean, J.J. Watt, you know, he brings it every single game. And, I mean, well, Brian has just been lost out there. Listen, it's not like he's a bad coach. He had to get out of there. Coaches get hired to be fired. They only have a certain shelf life. His was over two years ago. Yeah. Well, well his went downhill as soon as he became GM and started making those deals. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he took on too much with that. I've ever seen. Uh, Richard Grinnell, who's an absolute patriot. He's taken over for Bill O'Brien, right? Uh, he could. <laughs> he could do a good job at that, too, probably. A um, couple things he's tweeted tonight to remember. Uh, Kamala Harris said in March of 2020 she is absolutely open, open to packing the courts. That's number one. Number two, Kamala Harris supports banning plastic straws and a national law to reduce red meat eating. And then he says, I'm actually serious about this. Uh, Number three, Pennsylvania. Kamala Harris said, quote, there is no question I'm in favor of banning fracking, as I just told you. Uh, Also, remember, Kamala Harris compared immigration law enforcement officials to the KKK. And I played that for you on this show. Mm. Kamala Harris is the queen of the cancel culture. She won't even meet with California constituents who are Republicans. So that a little bit from um, Richard Grinnell. 
Yeah. Who I would love to see at the head of some agency. And keep in mind, this was the same Kamala Harris. Remember when she was being interviewed and somebody asked her, I think it was Colbert asked her about, you know, what she said to Biden. And she just started laughing. Ah, you know, it's politics. You know, when she when he cornered her about, you know, calling him a racist. And how he how she can be his his VP now. Well, remember the one that she the one that um, maybe it was the same thing you're talking about. Questioned him about, man, you really hit him hard. And she says, uh, what was his debate? Right. Remember yeah, that's the, what I was talking yeah. about. It's a debate. <laughs> it was a debate. Right. People traveled. And the press came to see a debate. Well, Meaning, what? I guess, disregard everything I said. Yeah, I'm also a political uh, weather vane. I just go the direction I'm supposed to yeah. go in the moment. Same, same as Joe exactly. Biden. So they're kind of perfect. They both kind of fit. Yeah, whatever whatever is, is going to get you to say yes to voting for them, they'll say it. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, the problem is both of the veins keep clanking into each other. Clank, you know, like the no way the wind is always changing in between those jerks. I mean, this is literally someone who said at one point, Medicare for all plan makes no sense. That's a direct quote. She is now on board with it, obviously, as the running mate to someone who supports it. So how does that, if that stuff doesn't come up, then this whole night is just another, uh, you know, it's just another sham. Well, it's going to be up to Pence to bring those things up, you know, especially if she hits, hits him on something with uh, health care. I, I know, he, but th- then it kind of lines it up for him. If Pence has to bring up that stuff, then the night's is pretty much lost. Exactly right. If, if, the, if the moderator is not going to at least ask the person who wants to be vice president and most likely president at some point, which, by the way, well, I'll tell you what else also should be brought up. There are multiple polls out there that even a majority of the Democratic Party is not comfortable when asked about her actually going to be the – is actually moving <laughs> into that office. Well, how could they be? Nobody voted for her. In the primaries, right. she didn't make it to Iowa. That's the first stop. She couldn't make it. She pulled skim so milk. nobody likes her. Correct. She pulled skim milk, about yeah. one per two percent. Yep. And she was gone before it all got started. And as we heard somebody point out tonight, uh, Andrew Yang, uh, Marianne Williamson, for crying out loud, that nutcase <laughs> made it longer than she made it. Yeah. So her own party rejected her here. Barack Obama rejected her. He could have easily thrown her. She was such a transformational figure that we heard about when Joe Biden finally selected her after she trashed him. Barack Obama could have thrown his support behind Kamala Harris very early on. And Joe Biden would have been out at the dog track now with a pin on it says, I used to be (laughs) Joe Biden eating oatmeal. But he didn't. And no one else did. That's why she was gone before Iowa. And Obama, when he finally did endorse Biden, it was like... Yeah, I guess I'm going to go with Joe. He's my guy, I guess. Uh, Joe, you don't, um, you don't have to do this. Remember that? <laughs> you don't have to do this. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is such a, it, it's, it's, it's such a folly. So we'll see. Susan Page, we'll see what happens. I, I actually tweeted something. What was it? Let me go to my, uh, we're not on the network here, so we're, we can take some time. I actually tweeted something tonight that I saw from somebody that I wanted to make sure uh, Susan Page, not that she's following my Twitter, but what the hell was it? It was something. Uh, yeah, you tweeted something from someone, right? Yeah, at her that. to make sure. To make sure. Um, 
Do you remember what it was, Rick? Where no, it was? I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember either. <laughs> we only got three minutes to look. All right. We'll... How is the? Um, can we pull up the live stream? G, what are they doing right now? No. Um, looks like they're doing absolutely nothing. Hey, do you want to play that uh, Trump video? Oh, well, we can play because they're not going to start on time. This yeah. is this is going to be my new opening to the show. Um, <laughs> I forgot what, what, <laughs> you may hello you may recognize me uh, this is your favorite tv host that's gonna be my new intro because this was the president's but and by the way putting that aside this is the greatest opening line i've ever seen to any video but having going past that this is in my opinion spectacular messaging from the president i, I think he should actually do this in a national broadcast to the country but this is the president today roll it g Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. And I'm standing in front of the Oval Office at the White House, which is always an exciting place to be. I got back a day ago from Walter Reed Medical Center. I spent four days there and didn't have to. I could have stayed at the White House, but the doctor said, because you're president, let's do it. I said, fine, you tell me what to do and I'm going to listen. These are great professionals. They've done a fantastic job. And by the way, not only at Walter Reed, all over the country, we have the greatest doctors in the world. We have the greatest nurses, the greatest first responders, law enforcement, by the way, incredible. Firefighters, everybody, they're just great. We have great people. This is a great country. But I spent four days there, and I went in. I wasn't feeling so hot. And within a very short period of time, they gave me Regeneron. It's called Regeneron and other things too, but I think this was the key, but they gave me Regeneron and it was like unbelievable. I felt good immediately. I felt as good three days ago as I do now. So I just want to say we have Regeneron, we have a very similar drug from Eli Lilly and they're coming out and we're trying to get them on an emergency basis. We've uh, authorized it, I've authorized it. And if you're in the hospital and you're feeling really bad, I think we're going to work it so that you get them and you're going to get them free. And especially if you're a senior, we're going to get you in there quick. We have hundreds of thousands of doses that are just about ready. I have emergency use authorization all set and we got to get it signed now. And you're going to get better. You're going to get better really fast. This is things that nobody even thought of a few months ago. The job that the scientists, the labs, everybody have done is incredible. Then in addition to that, you have various other uh, drugs that help a lot, but these, I view these, and now they call them therapeutic, but to me, it wasn't therapeutic. It just made me better, okay? I call that a cure. So I want to get these things done. So we have to get them done. We have to get them approved. I want to get them to the hospitals where people are feeling badly. It's much more important to me than the vaccine. But on the vaccines, we have many companies that are in final stages for the vaccines, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, all great companies, but many of them. And we're going to have a great vaccine very, very shortly. I think we should have it before the election. But frankly, the politics gets involved and that's okay. They want to play their games. It's going to be right after the election. But we did it. Nobody else. Nobody else would have been able to do it. The FDA has acted as quickly as they've ever acted in history. There's never been a time and no president's ever pushed them like I pushed them either, to be honest with you. (laughs) But the FDA is approving things in a matter of weeks that used to take a matter of years. So we have these drugs, Eli Lilly and the others that are so good, but they are, in my opinion, remember this, they're going to say 
that they're uh, therapeutic, and I guess they are therapeutic. Some people don't know how to define therapeutic. I view it different. It's a cure. For me, I walked in, I didn't feel good. A short 24 hours later, I was feeling great. I wanted to get out of the hospital. And that's what I want for everybody. I want everybody to be given the same treatment as your president, because I feel great. I feel like perfect. <laughs> so I think this was a blessing from God that I caught it. This was a blessing in disguise. I caught it. I heard about this drug. I said, let me take it. It was my suggestion. I said, let me take it. And it was incredible the way it worked. Incredible. And I, I think if I didn't trolls. catch it, we'd be looking at that like a number of other drugs. But it really did a fantastic job. I want to get for you what I got, and I'm going to make it free. You're not going to pay for it. It wasn't your fault that this happened. It was China's fault. And China's going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. China's going to pay a big Ooh, price baby. what they've done to the world. Saber this was China's fault. And just remember that. So we're going to get you the drug. It's going to be free. We're going to get it into the hospitals as soon as you can, as soon as we can. All right. And you'll see some amazing things happen because we have our military is doing the distribution. It's called logistics. And they deliver hundreds of thousands of troops in a matter of days. This is easy stuff for them. Our generals already, we're waiting for the emergency use authorization. And the drug companies have just made a lot of it. So hopefully this is going to be not just a therapeutic, it's going to be much more than a therapeutic. You're going to get better, you're going to get better fast, just like I did. So again, a blessing in disguise.